We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Way early this morning, Brad Higdon shared a major spoiler alert from everyone's favorite hit show, Sad Emojis, to express his feelings about the plot twist and a playlist he made to drown out his sorrows? Dude, oversharing alert. Brad, Geico has something worth sharing with those who haven't defriended you. Like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance at Geico.com. So stop moping about the post-apocalyptic world and start saving in the real world. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I have never been so close to like going on a cursing barrage in front of my children than watching that game. We'll talk about it. I promise. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb. Along with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And I don't know about you, Andrew, but I'm suffering from some fixture fatigue. <laughs> yeah, I wish they played more often. I feel like sometimes when you only play once or twice in a 10-day period, it's not enough. So I feel like they should make it three. Yeah. At least. 
At least three. Yeah. yeah. It's like Some... in the NFL, I feel like they should really play like 40 games. 16 is just not enough. <laughs> Slightly different sport. But um, for me, also, you got to throw in the fact that you should, you know, just in case the Premier League's not enough for you, we'll throw in another le- another contest in there. In fact, the final, sprinkle in a fi- final in here once or twice. Congratulations, by the way, to Manchester City for, uh, and specifically Willie Caballero coming coming yeah. off the terrible FA Cup performance to save three penalties in the shootout to beat Liverpool. So yeah, that was uh, a big one. Yaya Torre with the uh, winning uh, the winning penalty to yeah, lots of pressure on that penalty. I fun fact, I've seen Yaya Torre miss a penalty in person against Liverpool. Was it like one of like the international That's exactly what it was. It was at Yankee Stadium, which turned out to be a pretty good game. I remember Diedrich Boyata had a header oh my God, I earlier in the game and I thought to myself, This guy's gonna be just a monster and while he is physically a monster, he now plays for Celtic. And uh but yeah, Yaya missed one. I think Daniel Sturge missed one. It was uh a very classic preseason match. <laughs> they, they don't like turf. Now that's they, real grass there. Yankee yeah, Stadium. The weird thing is, though, is that you have to take the penalties over the mound. That, I'm just kidding. What? I'm just yeah, kidding. I was say like, yeah. Speaking of that, Yankee Stadium, MLS comes back next Sunday, and we'll have yeah. our first MLS pod hopefully Wednesday night. Fantastic. Yeah. You and the boys are. That's right. Definitely. Uh, well, you know what? We don't know if it was us two that were nominated for the FSWA. Uh, like if it was our recording, it may have been you three. On Good, the point. Good point. Good yeah. point. Especially after the last podcast where I was completely devoid of facts and narratives. So what what use was I? <laughs> I, hope, I hope to improve a little bit. So uh, we have midweek fixtures, which is why we're coming to you on a Sunday. Uh, we've just you know, taking a couple of deep breaths from the weekend fixtures, including that League Cup final, which I draw nothing from and zero conclusions, um, especially because those two play this week on Wednesday. Yeah. But we'll get to that <laughs> game later and our daily dose later. But let's start off with the Tuesday slate here. We, we delayed it long enough. Um, Sunderland are at home against Crystal Palace. I actually watched the Sunderland game uh, la- uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. actually yesterday, excuse yesterday, me. Yeah. Um, well, it was the first one, right? Yeah, yes, it was yeah. the seven forty-five game, and they look like a Sam Allardyce team finally. Yes, totally agree with you. Uh, they have. It was a not that they should have won, but they looked. Yeah, like you said, they look like what he was brought there to to do. Um, tough situation, you know, having him go back to to play at West Ham, but. I don't think players really care about that, but yeah, they're they're I wonder how much of it is that he's got the that the players are playing the way he wants them, or if he finally has the players that he wants that can play that system. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, I think I think Wabi Kazri makes a lot of managers look a little smarter. Right, but well, sure, but then you know, if he's the kind of player that that Allardyce wanted. And now he's finally got him. Then that that should only help. It's not like the, it's not like he's still playing with a bunch of parts that aren't his. True. At least they're not looking like that. Right. I mean, they are a bunch of parts that aren't his. That's but... right. Well, Kazri's his, and that's probably, I guess. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I like I said, it, yeah. Lavinay Kone filled in nicely. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been a weird run for Sunderland, and they're not really. They're still, I mean, they're still fighting for relegation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I asked you the question, yeah, a couple of last week. 
you know, gun to your head, Sunderland or Newcastle, and since Newcastle didn't play mm-hmm. yesterday or today, do you do you change your mind at all, or do you f- still feel like it's Sunderland that would that would get out? The yeah, I I still think it's Sunderland. The game in hand for Newcastle is against Man City, so I'm not sure they're getting three, you know, even one point out of that. So the the game in hand doesn't change much for me on that one. But yeah, like you said, because I Sam Allardyce is was brought to Sunderland to keep them in the Premier League, uh, something that he I think is very capable of doing, and I think he'll be able to get them to do it. Yeah. It's it's well. Let's spin it forward here uh, against the Crystal Palace team. That it only took uh, the opponent to score three times for them to wake up. Ugh. And that opponent being West Brom. What a surprise game that was. Uh, I mean, I I picked up Sessegnon uh, because I had to because Yannick Velasi didn't start for yeah. our DraftKings contest, which you absolutely crushed me on. Oh, did I? I didn't even... I, yeah, you had Arnautovic. So oh, right, you know, right. You had you had two thirds of the early game goals right. basically. Um, it was. So, but I mean, Sassino had an assist, but what did you take out of that for Crystal Palace that Connor Wickham, you know, scored two cracker goals? And of course I benched him. The, that's right. For podcast listeners, Mike had Wickham and therefore I couldn't have him. Not that I was going to jump all over him on Saturday morning, but um, yeah, the, I don't, it was such a weird performance that I'm, I'm not sure you can take anything from it other than they're so much better when Yannick Bellassi's on the field. And they he obviously didn't start because the he's fitness. just coming back, yeah, from injury, and they have this game on Tuesday. But he's a total game changer. And as soon as he's back in the starting 11, I'll start feeling better about Crystal Palace. But, like, you know, I'll, I'll continue to build lineups with him. Season long's a little tough, at least in uh, – the Premier League official game because the lineup lock is bef- well before you see lineups, but um, they need him in there uh, to to get results. It's as simple uh, as that. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I mean, you'll have the benefit of knowing early on if you play the Tuesday slate, which we are. Yeah. So yeah, all the games our, are at the same uh, time on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So. so you'll know. So you don't have to actually wait around or right. anything, but. You're right. The only conclusion from that game, other than man, did they start terribly defensively uh, against West Brom, and then Connor Wickham just found the net twice. Uh, do you take? I mean, I want to talk about Connor Wickham a little bit because you know I don't like him. Uh, that second goal, particularly, you got to like what you saw, right? Sure. Um, if see him do it again, right? It's, well, I don't know if you'll ever see him do it again, but. Uh, the he's just not the kind of striker that I I can't believe I'm saying this of all people, but um, like you you can't expect an overwhelming amount from him. Like the the floor is is like one, um, which at least on DraftKings like forwards tend to not rack up a ton of points anyway if if they don't score. But um, he just can go so quiet that that's what makes him like overly frustrating that, you know, even when palace d- does well, you know, he can, you know, they can win three, nothing and he'll touch the ball six times. So, um, you know, he's excellent at creating space and, and holding the ball up and that's what they use him for. But goals are just so unreliable from him that, uh, it's tough to, tough to build around him. I, what do you, do you I, read anything into his revenge, his return to Sunderland? 
No. Uh, I don't want to call it a revenge game, but just just no. He's returning. I mean, he played well there, well enough that Palace bought him from from Sunderland. No homecoming. uh, No. I'll leave this game on this note. If both of these players start, who would you rather have, Yannick Velasi or Wabi Kazri? That's a good question. Um, I oh, that's a good question. I view them very similarly. I think Kazri has a lower or a higher floor because he's been on all their their free kicks, and I think he's taking corners. So I will give a slight edge to Kazri. So which crushes me. I will, which will bring me. Well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get. You know, I'll just say it now. Uh, no. On DraftKings, Belasi is five thousand and Kazri is forty two hundred. Yeah, something I looked at very, very. I, I, I just put them side by side. I'm wondering why. Yeah, but, you know, we'll yeah, see. Kazri, I think, you know, as much as you see pricing, like guys, pricing moves pretty fluidly, but you're not going to see gigantic increases from three thousand to six thousand, and so Kazri was. 2900 when he started 3438 now he's at 42 like just the way the game works they don't he's, he's not on that, he's on that trajectory he is yes remember, remember when willian was really really inexpensive yes. 5000 and yes. now he's over 8000 yes and now he's almost unplayable in some games because it's, he's so expensive so and you know speaking of willian let's get to that game norwich are at home against chelsea there's going to be a lot of people owning chelsea players this week on Tuesday, especially, I, I agree with that. But the so Pedro's out. Um, I basically had Pedro in every lineup uh, on That's, Saturday. Stunk. And you didn't have him against me. Uh, I didn't know. Sorry. You so it. almost. You, yeah, you, you chose Arnautovic instead. Yes, Good I did. Um, I act, I don't think I changed my lineup from from the podcast. So it was one of those that, like if everybody was starting, I was just going to keep it. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Phil Bardsley for drawing that penalty, at least getting an FPL assist, but not in DraftKings. But anyway, um, I, I've been. I, hey, look, I'll, I'll say that once. I'll say it again. He should get an assist. Yes, and he um, should have also <clears throat> been. He also should have taken the penalty. Mm-hmm. If you draw the penalty, you have to take it. Yeah, we. Uh, I tweeted that on on uh, on Saturday, begging um, Mark Hughes to let Bardsley take it. Somehow, my tweet didn't make it to him on the on the touchline there, but. We would we wouldn't have had a podcast today if he had scored a penalty goal. <laughs> At least not you and me. I wouldn't be. Right? Yeah, it would have been a solo effort. Um, what what I thought was interesting was Willian lined up in the number ten um, to start, and then when Oscar came on for Pedro in the seventh minute, uh, the Willian moved out wide, where he'll be again. I assume he'll he'll be there again for this one because Pedro. Um, I think it was his hamstring. I, you know, he's not going to turn it around. Looked, it looked like it. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to turn around that quickly. So, do you? I mean, obviously, you can cross more when you're on the wing. Do you think it gives Willian that many more opportunities for crosses? Even when he does play out wide, those three guys, actually, including Costa, Costa, I've seen play out wide too because yeah. they just they just move around. So, yeah. I, I, it's not really a set position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think in DraftKings he'll have more value playing right wing because he just doesn't score consistently. Mm-hmm. So uh, if he shoots more, it'll be great. But I don't think he would. He may you may have better chance to getting assists, but you'll, you'll it'll, the sacrifice will be crosses. Yeah, he he hasn't been crossing nearly enough f- to warrant the price tag. Uh, he's had nine crosses in the last two games combined, so fifteen in the last three combined. So like that's 
But he's still getting points. Yeah, but you can't. Because he's scoring. Well, it was he had ten points against. I guess that's PSG, but sixteen points at an eight thousand eighty two hundred dollars salary is like you could probably use that money elsewhere for a guy who is cheaper and and taking. Corners. Yeah, but unless you, unless you get that lucky dart throw, I mean that that's kind of his floor. Uh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. He's, he's so got a very I, I solid mean, floor. About to say if you if you have a fourteen point floor or a ten point floor, that's you know that's 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 a, that's worth a lot. Sure, I, I I think you can find ten point floors elsewhere for less. Like wouldn't wouldn't Wabi Kazri have a ten point floor, and you're getting him at forty two hundred. Uh, I, I'm not saying there aren't any other options, yeah. but you're just uh, when you look at the other midfielders priced that high, you know he has probably the highest floor of them all, but he yeah. might not have the highest ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I when we get to our lineups, I'll go we'll into talk. more of that. But yeah. All right. Um, on the Norwich side, no. There's there's nobody there, but you would start anybody you wanted to on Chelsea, correct? Oh, do you think Baba Rahman gets? I was uh, just about to. Uh, or, do we... they, or, or do they put, as Goose Henning calls him, the young Kennedy? The young Kennedy. Um, are we going with Rahman now? I heard Rebecca Lowe say it. I mean, it's definitely Bob, Rahman. Baba Rahman. It's definitely Rahman, but like everybody seems to be saying Rahman now. Well, or like Rahman. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Baba Rahman is the way I would like. You know what? After the whole M&EK thing, I've kind of tried to give, an up, give up on the pronunciation of names until they tell me themselves. Okay. Because Baba Rahman, Ramen Noodle, would, we can, we'll play that game at a later date. Yeah. Um, that was pretty telling by hitting after the match. He was like, yeah, I took him out because he messed up. Like, you don't hear that much. <laughs> I, 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 I that was refreshing, and I, I agree. Think, but I think he still puts him right back out there. I would that because that would that would be the teaching moment, right? Um, I if suppose you were, if you're trying to teach a young player who he he is Which a young is, player, yeah. and he costs twenty two million pounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know well, how to read no, this oh, one because know, obviously oh I was going to say you know Mourinho we, wouldn't put him back in, but Mourinho we, didn't even play him. We've we've come full circle. Do you see who? Do you see who Chelsea's playing against? They're playing against Norwich. Remember the last time they played Norwich, we went on and on about how Jose Mourinho tried to set a lineup That's in right. reaction. He started to Kennedy, which was going to do, and Kennedy they start again at left back against Norwich. There you go. Um, gosh, that's funny. That is funny. That's, I that is poetry in, in motion. I think you'll see Rockman pretty heavily owned if he starts. Um, the the difficulty I have with him also is that he's not getting he's not crossing much at all and he's yeah. that's the reason to get him yeah. and chelsea just doesn't send in cross. enough crosses from their fullbacks that that it's, price isn't worth it as Pelicueta has been in the offensive third a lot more when he's on the right yeah if you got points but for he's like, not crossing. that yeah. right he had five last week or this two days ago, yesterday gosh i'm all thrown off but i mean that's more than he's had in forever it he felt like, six points so it felt like three days ago yeah um the yeah, so the, the I understand the lure of a Chelsea fullback at such a cheap price with Rockman, but um, I'll I'll pass. So I, I'm actually going to pass on all the Chelsea defenders. Interesting. You could make a case for Courtois. I won't have him, but would you make a case then for Norwich, like a, like a Stephen Naismith, who Chelsea just cannot stop? It, it's not that I don't think that they could sh- that, that 
for let me rephrase all of that then. And hold on, how about this? Remember Cameron Jerome missing that wide? I was open... gonna I was gonna bring that up. Um, Cameron Jerome, there's no way he starts after that miss. I don't think I I think Patrick Bamford starts before he does again. Maybe, maybe Bamford obviously can't play this one, but no. But um, my my point is is that yeah. you you'll see. Patrick Bamford start for Norwich before you see Cameron Jerome start. It, for it looked like Alex Neal was considering pulling him the second he missed it. <laughs> like the, they showed the reaction five or six times, and it was just like that's what Bokani that that's his job from now on. Um, it so yeah, it's not that I think um, that that Norwich can't or will score um, in season long games. Like that's fine if you want to play any Chelsea defenders looking for a clean sheet. But for DraftKings, at least, uh, the you need to find the offensive upside, uh, um, specifically with crosses, basically, with these defenders. And you're not getting any from Rachman, Azpilicueta, Cahill, or Ivanovic. And so there's no reason Even to... Though you, yeah, you, you don't take any uh, any upturn in Ivanovic after scoring that late no. goal against Southampton? No. no. But, uh, and by the way, good call by you saying the Chelsea would win that game. Yeah. I got the score right, just the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, I think the time was the time came for uh, Fraser Forster. I certainly wouldn't have put money on yeah, Fabregas. And but well, both of those goals, Fraser Forster looked pretty bad. Yeah, the, the I mean the Fabregas goal. Chelsea has scored multiple times this season on a cross that the goalie didn't react to because he thought someone was going to touch it. Yeah. Yep. It's the ultimate dummy. Yep. Willian has like three goals this season that way on free kicks. Exactly. It's weird. Chelsea Chelsea do better by not actually attacking the ball. Right. Right. <laughs> That's been their season. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Aston Villa, who look like they are going down. Uh, they they, they cannot get a road win. They I mean, if luckily for them, they all eat. <laughs> do they get them at home? <laughs> well, good point. <laughs> but they can't even get points on yeah. them. Or they can't get draws. Uh, I mean, Aston Villa are at home against an Everton side that, you know, they they, they didn't play this weekend because they got, they got some extra rest. Yeah. So this is the first time in a while that we've seen the likes of Ross Barkley, Romelu Lukaku. This looks like a great game for Seamus Coleman. Um, your thoughts on first. Let's go first. The Aston Villa side will be quick. Yeah. Well, uh, it's Leandro Bakuna and that's it. Again, like we like we said a couple days ago, <laughs> there was. I wanted to. I'm glad we got to this point because there was a, a conversation I was involved in on Saturday about um, people were looking for cheap midfielders, and I was on a some. I forget who started it, but he basically tweeted it for four of us who play fantasy soccer, and it was like, "Do you like Carlos Heel?" or it was something like that. And Hesh was the one. Hesh Hambazaza, who writes for Roto Grinders and for us. Um, said that he liked heel over whoever the other guy was because heel took corners. And I started making the case for Angolo Conte, who ended up having a horrible game, and it turned out, yes, he has he a, turns out he has a hamstring injury that nobody knew about. Um, so thank you, for, thank you, Claudio Ranieri, for saying that after the game instead of before. Uh, but anyway, the, my response on heel was corners don't matter if they don't take them. Like, the, the volume of corners... Is is more important than, or, or is if, just if as they, important yeah. as who's yeah. taking them? Yeah, if they don't win corners, what's the point? Right. Who cares who takes them? Right. And so, Aston Villa, as we all know, is by far the worst team in the Premier League. And do you know how many corners they had on on yesterday? Sorry, zero. Zero. 
<laughs> they didn't win a single corner. And it's like, you can't... So, of course, the um, Conte versus Carlos Hill didn't work out because Conte's hurt and didn't do anything. But, um, like, be careful chasing corners because they're not... You have to make sure that you're picking a team that actually wins them. So, anyway, Bakuna, I think, is okay. Um, he's actually not even really crossing as much as he... He's not. As we saw earlier. It's like he... He's more comfortable crossing as a fullback, which I suppose makes sense, but he's playing, like, very far up now. Um, he ended up with 12 points because of the goal, so he misses that goal. He did, he did nothing else. Right. If he misses that goal, it's zero. He committed four fouls, which only, moved, you know, basically cut out everything else that he did. So uh, I'm not even sure I'd play Bakuna at this point. Yeah. And is, th- is there, like, a low? Uh, there's one lower-level uh, Everton player that I would play if I knew he was going to start. Oviedo? No. No. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll say yeah, he's not he's not my lineup anyway, but it's uh, Tom Cleverly. Oh. Uh, he's been a sneaky good fantasy play, and especially on DraftKings because he fills up the stat sheet. Hmm. Uh, he's He only has one assist, I think, in the past four times he's been playing, and he still is averaging 10 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's – yeah. He may, he crosses like you said, he may he gets not interceptions. Start, so. He gets tackles. It's 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 a lot. It, he does a lot that 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 shows up in a box score, but not in the one that you probably are looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, you like Barkley? Love Barkley. My favorite stat from their last game: nine shots, zero on goal. That, that's not that. That sounds like nine points to me. <laughs> in the game of four, four and zero. Um, that's like a Coutinho level. The, I love Oviedo, um, only because of the that he's taking corners now. Um, he had 16 crosses in the last game, which is just it, absurd. so. Do you think he's guaranteed to play? Oh, of course not. Uh, I, but I he's think... been playing well, and there, uh, he's playing well enough that there's no reason to go back to Baines. And they have plenty of you know they no, have time that off. There's no reason to go back to Baines. None. The. the what does Baines bring that they're missing? Experience. I mean, for what? Like, what is that? <laughs> a left footer. I think I, Oviedo I, is a left footer, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. I thought he was right footed because he usually he when he first started he was a right back. I thought he was right footed. I, I could be wrong. My uh, uh, fa- facts and me are not getting along well <laughs> recently. So. I, I think Oviedo is playing well enough that there's no reason that they need to make a switch. I'll put it that way. And, I mean, with the way that they attack, um, I think he's absolutely worth it. And so I'd take, I'd take him and at Aston Villa. I mean, Villa it's, had it's been great, okay it's defensively. It's a great matchup, I'll give you that. Yeah, they had been okay defensively, yeah. but Marco Arnautovic ended that. <laughs> Yes, he did. All right, let's move on. We have let, Ver- let me let me ask one question for you. Do you think you'll see more Chelsea stacks or Everton stacks? Chelsea, or maybe Leicester when we get there. I'll say I'll say Chelsea stack. Oh, Leicester. Well, Leicester probably not. So when you say stack, what's your minimum number of players for stack? Three. Oh, Chelsea then. Okay. Uh, it, the, the reason is is because you can get. Two at least two midfielders. There's defenders you'd like. There might be a if you if you pay for goalkeepers consistently. You know there's a goalkeeper. 
uh, that you like, but uh, and also there's forwards that you like. There's one forward. I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, you could easily. I mean, you have three or four actually. You have four midfielders to choose from for Chelsea. You, you get blasted everywhere else on your lineup if you go out. They're all expensive. Is the problem? Like it's it's difficult to stack Chelsea and get anything anywhere else. All right. Well, that's that. We'll have some nice foreshadowing for later. Oh, good, good. We have, <laughs> have Burnmouth at home against Southampton, and I think this is a great game for Fraser Forrester to get back on his feet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, for, Forrester, by the way, the second goal is actually worse than the first to me. Yeah, the, the Ivanovic goal. Fraser Forrester, if he had any confidence, which he should have. He saves that all the time. I was going to say, should should anybody have less confidence? Than, well, I mean, I, after that first goal, you could see that he was not in command when the ball was in the air. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe he's, it was a little windy. It's, a, it's such a fragile thing with goalkeepers in, in the Premier League. Yes. Especially when balls are in the air. Mm-hmm. Shot stopping instinctively, they just it, – it, it's just like I said, instinctual. It's just see ball, stop ball. But when you have to deal with the ball in the air and you actually have to take command, it's it's so touch and go for goalkeepers, that confidence. Yes. Yes. Um, this game has a cloud and four raindrops. Does that change anything for you? It actually favors the attackers. Okay. Chelsea Attack- Norwich also has. Yeah. Attackers, attackers favor the rain because the defenders, they don't have as good of a traction because – just like in the NFL, you know, the, the cornerbacks, the wide receivers like it more than the cornerbacks because the wide receivers know where they're, know where going, they're going. The cornerbacks right. don't. Okay. Um, either, either way, there's one note on Burnmouth, and you and I talked about it while the game was going on just a little bit. Max Gradle returned. Sure did. And um, he looked great. He he, he, looked, he didn't look good. He looked great. Yeah, the which is, like, shocking. Um, it, it was my understanding that he tore his ACL in, like, August. He had ligament damage. I'm not sure. Right. So now it's like maybe he didn't actually tear his ACL. They're talking about Callum Wilson coming back too. So there, there was a. So after the transfer window closes in January, Premier League teams have to submit their 25 man rosters, and I'm sure they call them something else, but we're Americans, so we'll call them rosters. There was like if so, if players are not on that list, they cannot play for the rest of the season. And there was like significant consideration to not put Gradle and Wilson on a list because it's like there's no reason to have them if they're not going to come back. And then there was like, well, they may be able to come back like mid-April to like maybe a little push at the end of the season because it's we're ending early because of Euros. And all of a sudden he's back. It's February. Like, <laughs> and like Gradle's back and Wilson could be back any day now. And it's like th- this team totally changes, I think, because of that. Um, the, the difficulty is that they're now com- totally stacked in this midfield that like you have too many guys for the same spots and all of them have been pretty, I mean, Richie's been good. Stanislas has been good. It's weird that we haven't seen Eterbe do much. Um, I don't know if, I don't know what's going on. Like, is he just not as good as we all thought he was? It's been, it's been an interesting ride for him. And when met with Max Gradle coming back and looking that good, it doesn't spell good things for him. Right. But But what it does do is first of all, it gives them a little bit of depth, which I'm sure, which they've had and needed this season, and going forward, it can, will continue to. Uh, it, I think it's an overall good thing. It's just not for Eterbe. Okay. I think it really helps the team in real life more than it does in fantasy. That, that's the way I'll put it. Gradle. Oh, I think if Gradle's healthy, he plays. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
but who does he play for? Oh, I, I mean, Stanislas has kind of slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Matt Ritchie, same. Uh, I, I, it, it, it could be one of those. It, it's just like a lot of other teams that have a lot of good attacking midfielders. It's always good to have more than what starts because, first of all, they get injured a lot. And secondly, if if one gets tired, you can easily pop the other one in and just see what happens, and you have the hot foot. Yeah. So, Richie, I think he's been okay. Stanislas is probably the one who's going, though. He's, he's slowed down. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gradle would be, I, I mean, literally he's played one game back, but if he starts, would you but, start him? But he looked, he looked exactly the same as right before he was injured. Right. Yeah. Yep. And he, to be honest, he should have scored. Yeah, Twice. yeah he should have. Twice. Yeah. It, it's, he should have doesn't count for anything though, unfortunately, but yeah. I, I just. <clears throat> he played 67 minutes, three shots, two be, on goal. I'd be very confident. Yeah. I'd be very confident. He's Not... listed as a forward on DraftKings, which is a little of a bit of a... Actually, I, maybe I like that that's more. Good. I think that's good. Yeah, I might like that more. Yeah. Right by Graziano Penne. Don't, don't give away old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> don't I think jump. of it every time I see his name. Don't, don't jump the shark. Okay. All right. Um, jump the shark? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That, that's the right use of that expression. Okay. It's just literally from Happy Days. Okay. Right. Uh, Leicester at home against West Brom. Now, when you looked at last week, or oh, sorry, yesterday, <laughs> you see that if I told you that one team played a nice gritty performance and nicked a one nil victory and the other one scored three goals really quickly and held on at the end, you would never have guessed that the latter was West Brom. Yeah. And it, that the former was Leicester. Was Leicester, yeah. Um, I don't even know what to take away from West Brom. Like the... I wasn't I wasn't watching the game because it was West Brom and I got a notification on my phone because I get one pretty much every time anything happens. And I saw that Barahino scored and I just laughed and I was like, because you were so down. on. <laughs> I, it was there was it was to the point where I got I would I did terribly this this weekend, like I said, and like Barahino, th- there was never a thought in my mind to play him. Never. I've 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 seen way too many times where we're like, oh, he's getting a start. Go for it. And it's like literally zero points in 62 minutes. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that he scored. But like the, the, you, you I, I don't know how you look at this West Brom team and think like, all right, let me find who's going to score today. Like everybody goes to Rondon. James McLean is the one that everybody goes to on DraftKings except he didn't even start. Craig Gardner and Craig Dawson scored goals before Barahino. And it's like we've seen Jonas Olsen and McCauley and Darren Fletcher. I mean, literally anybody on this team can score. And so, like, trying to pick one. Well, here's the thing. Chris Brunt, who everybody likes, he just plays the wrong position uh, in DraftKings Mm -hmm. and in four fantasy formats. He's done. He got injured. Yeah. Um, which I think is a pretty big blow. Yes. They have to change the way they played after that, and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. It was and non-contact. It, it was not good. Yeah. It, it, it really wasn't. And I think that kind of changed the team dynamic for West Brom, and we'll see how they react to it. They have a short time window to do so, but it. I, I did catch a little bit of this game, and every time I looked down, they scored. I didn't actually. <laughs> I never saw it live. Never saw it live. Yeah, that's the thing. That was the way I was going to describe the West Brom game is, and just the way that their offense works. They score when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I, I you which know, should be all the time. I never expect them to score. It's a good point. Uh, I, but I would literally look down at my screen just to, you know, look at what's going on in Twitter. And then I hear that they scored. Yeah. And they, it was it's that quick. It was mm-hmm. that quick. Solomon Ron don't look great. Great. Uh, not consistent. That, that's kind of been his M.O. this season. Yeah. He's had flashes of brilliance and then long stretches of mediocrity. Ooh, brilliance is a big word for uh, for someone done. who. I, I, you know, flashes of brilliance is is, is fine because he can do things with that frame that very few can. Yeah, that's fair. So that's the way I'll put it. But on the Leicester side, first game with the target, and they, 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 a lot of a lot of the pundits were ready to say, "Oh, the pressure got them." And then what do you know? One of the last kicks of the game, a beautiful cross. Yeah, it was. Uh, just. I remember I was sitting here and my wife was sitting next to me and she goes, what does, uh, what, what does it mean when they say like a cracking thing? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it means you're really good and usually hit very hard. Yes. And that's exactly what it was. Um, a cracking cross the, or a cracker of a cross. The assist given to Jamie Vardy is the perfect okay. example of why I hate the, the basic definition of a, of an assist of the last guy who touches it before, the shot <laughs> that yeah. is the goal. I think, I think it was Kyle Martino who said that you know Jamie Vardy's touch took it slightly away from the defender so Uchoa could knock it in. I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> even even if that's the case, there is absolutely no way that he was doing that move to not score. There there was no intention to flick the ball over to Uchoa. He was 100% trying to karate kick it into the goal, and he happened to get his toenail on it and then you chose scored and he gets the assist. Yeah. And I remember we said uh, a few days ago talking about Okazaki that, you know, he's getting replaced by you at some point. Yep. And what do you know? He yep. gets replaced and you chose scores. Uh-huh. Uh, Okazaki had a few opportunities where he should have, he should have. Well, scored. he had that back flick. that was blocked. Yeah. That was the one that really stood out to me. Uh, he looked good. Uh, Okazaki looked good. I, if I had started him, I would have been happy with his performance, even though he didn't score. He didn't score. I don't think he scored a lot of points either, but yeah. I would have been happy with what I saw is my point. And okay. I, I, I mean, maybe he's a better real life player than fantasy player. Okazaki is, but Uchoa might be the opposite where he's a better fantasy player than real life. Right. Player. Would you start Uchoa if he starts? No. Okay. West Brom have the defenders that kind of, that are big and physical, okay. which is what Uchoa thrives on. Hmm. Who knows? West Brom have been terrible. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then I started Ben Foster last week, and he gives up two goals after they were up 3 nothing. Yeah. Would you rather start Uchoa or Rondon if they both start? Pass. Yeah. No, I, I would start I would start Uchoa. Okay. Not with any kind of confidence. Yeah, of course. Because Solomon Rondon just gives you all the confidence in the world. All right, let's move on to Wednesday yeah. slate. Can't believe we're still talking about that game. Yeah. All right. Lots of better games on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, first one uh, we want to talk about. It's, I, I think it's deceptively good because West Ham are now, believe it or not, in Europe. Yeah, they are. Fifth place, West Ham. Uh, I'm still winning that bet, by the way. West Ham against Southampton. Actually, I think they're sixth. I think United oh, clipped them today. United, United went in front. Okay, going into today. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk, I can't wait till we talk about that. Uh, West Ham at home against Tottenham. Uh, West Ham, the combination of Lanzini and Pae looked really good. Yeah, it's exactly and, what we thought it would sorry, look like. Sorry, and Antonio. And Antonio, yeah. It, Although that, that, there's no way that goal should have gone in. That was just. 
I mean, it was terrible defending. Exceptionally but... poor defending and goalkeeping. Well, was it poor goalkeeping? Because that started way wide, and it just kept curling in. I mean, if you see the ball curling, you should have a, an idea that maybe you should try to go flick at it. <laughs> it was such a weird goal because it looked really slow and bouncing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked, yeah, it's exactly what it looked like. It, it served two purposes. It, it, he scored the goal, and he trimmed the grass a little bit. <laughs> I like that so much that I put it up on Vine and, like, an hour later, it was taken the ce- down. The, ce- the celebration? or Yeah, the... the celebration. Okay. And somebody got me for a copyright. No fun. No fun. But but yet you got on yet you got on at midnight for having yes. a vine of Peyton Manning kissing Papa John. That yes, didn't I violate did. any copyright. No, it didn't. Didn't get me any Twitter followers either. Anyway. <laughs> Not bitter at all. Do you all think right. Emanike starts again? If no one else is healthy, yeah, sure. Carol, uh, Carol's Andy, healthy. Andy Carroll's Carol's back, yeah. He, can, uh, he won't start. I know he scored. I know, sorry, he didn't score. No, he didn't he, score. <laughs> he, he very much did not score. He, he came very close to scoring. Yes, he did. But uh, no. There's a slight I, no. chance that Sacco will be back, but I can't oh, well, imagine that, that they start. Yeah, I, exactly. I can't imagine that they start him right away. That, that's a long layoff with no fitness test, with no like uh, getting back into fitness. Yeah. Um, part of me thinks that Spurs shut them down in a response to giving up a goal to Alberto Pelosi today. To be fair, the goal they gave up to Alberto Pelosi came off of a deflected cross. Yep. A, per- a perfect cross, but it was a deflected shot. I was going to say it was a deflected shot yeah. off of a perfect cross. Uh, yes, I agree with you on that one. Um, so had they had Lurie saved that one, well, Lloris had to make a couple of other really good saves. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, had they shut them out, would you feel more confident about the Spurs' defense? I don't think it would have mattered. I don't view Spurs' defense any differently after that goal. Okay. So do you uh, like them against West Ham? At West Ham? I don't, I'm don't. i not for a clean sheet, but I do like the... Uh, You're hoping uh, for that Trippier-Davies combo. I'm, I'm almost positive it will happen. Uh, I, I, I guarantee you, if it happens, I'll be playing it. The... The I'll two things, the, the quick turnaround to from today, and then the fact that they play Arsenal next weekend, you know there's no way Trippier is playing against Arsenal. So I think you're right. Yeah, I think it'll be Trippier-Davies. I think you're right. And on the, on the Tottenham side, actually, you know what? Let's. I think if you took any of the two between, you know, I'll take the, the less two of the three. Would you rather have Paye and Lanzini? Oh, sorry, not Paye. Lanzini and Antonio, or would you rather have Ali and Erickson? Ali and Erickson. If I substituted any of one of those two West Hams for, for Paye. Um, I... Sorry, let's say Paye and Antonio, because Antonio's one has been scoring. Um, I, I would probably take the... Ali Erickson side. I don't think Antonio is on that level. Like I think the gap between Erickson and Antonio is is bigger than uh, Ali to Paye. But you do agree that the number the, the number one seed on the Tottenham side is Deli Ali. Uh, or do you not? I'm not sure. I do. I'm not sure. I do. I ranked Erickson higher than. I, I, think, I think Ali is so far ahead of Erickson. Um, the only reason not, why... Not even, not even a little ahead of Erickson. I have Erickson ranked 20th. Yeah, Erickson I th- took... I think he took seven shots today. Today's Saturday. 
Um, Sunday. So, sorry. Yes. Today I'm sorry. Is, he today took, is Sunday, and he, and he had a free kick that Fabiano made a miracle save on. Yeah, he had six shots, four of which were on target. Nine crosses, five interceptions. I'm I'm, I'm putting Erickson ahead of Deli Alley now. I, I, I won't. Not okay. in this matchup either. Okay. I see it in this matchup. Maybe I'll reconsider it, but no, not until then. Okay. Uh, West Ham, well, we, we kind of talked about West Ham here, but would you take any defenders here? No. Like, would you take Aaron Cresswell? No. Okay. It's, uh, I didn't I didn't think so, yeah, but nope. I mean, Adrian has, has to make some saves here. Yeah, Pai and Antonio, I think, and Lanzini are the only ones I'd consider. I'm, and the, Lanzini, Lanzini, I think it's a distant third there between those two. Between yes, those. for sure. Um, DraftKings hasn't come out with their Wednesday pricing yet, which is why we're not doing a Wednesday daily dose. Yeah, well, we'll be doing it. You're just not going to hear about it on the podcast. Correct. Correct. We'll follow us on Twitter at Sports by Gotti, G O T T I for me, and at Rotowire Andrew for Andrew. You can see our lineups and our our reckless banter about sh- shenanigans. And yes. Stuff. Okay. Next game, we have to talk about Arsenal in two ways here. Um, well, they play Swansea. Swansea mm-hmm. coming off of a tough game against uh, Tottenham, and now they're going to be facing a very angry Arsenal side. I got that. I'm sorry. I, I put the, the jinx on them because I thought they would absolutely crush Manchester United. But one, I want, I, I get one defense here. I did not know that Rashford was going to be starting ahead of Martial. Yeah, Martial was hurt. That's why. Yeah, because he got hurt after our podcast. Yes. Right. Almost right after. Right. Yeah, it actually was right after. Yeah, he got hurt in the warm up against uh, Midgieland on Thursday. <laughs> Midgieland. <laughs> That's the only way I can swing and a miss. That's the only way I can like <laughs> the only way I can remember how to spell it is to pronounce it that way. <laughs> um, uh, the real name doesn't even matter now. Midgieland. Okay. Yes. Midgieland. Uh, I would. This Arsenal anger that you're like, like why didn't they have that today? After they lost to Barcelona, they got completely outplayed by Manchester United, who had three teenagers make their Premier League debuts today. They scored two goals, all of which were from behind. Rashford, who scored twice against uh, Midgieland on uh, Thursday, scores two more, and he gets an assist against an Arsenal defense that was set up specifically to stop speed. They had Gabriel, who was horrific, and Koscielny played okay. The... Before the match, and I, there was every reason to think that they would dominate them because United started Michael Carrick and Daly Blind as their two center backs. They had Varela on one wing and Rojo on the other. Rojo has been out forever and just recently came back. Rojo got hurt. It was even you know should have been even more of a of an advantage. They started Walcott, Alexis, and. Um, who am I thinking of? Who else? I'm so angry. I can't even remember who else started up there. And Welbeck threw the speed out there, and they did absolutely nothing. Welbeck ended up scoring on a header from an Ozil free kick, which is not what you need. You know, if you put him on for speed, and all of a sudden he's scoring on a header. But anyway, it was such a dismal performance, and I don't, I don't see how this like, oh, they'll definitely bounce back in this one after not bouncing back from the Barcelona loss. So I think Swansea wins eight nothing. <laughs> <laughs> in summation, yeah. Uh, 
um, Arsenal, it, it's so weird. And Danny Welbeck, hidden beneath all this, uh, your favorite kind of revenge goal. Danny yeah. Welbeck did score one. Sure did. Um, I think he's going to start again. I think the Walcott is toast. But you have to remember, Welbeck hates starting out wide. Yeah, he did. He that's where he started today. I understand, but he scored. I'm aware, but remember that's <laughs> that's why he left Manchester United. Yes. Well, he left because Arsenal had an opening, and then they quickly closed that opening. Um, yeah, I think the the problem is he can't play with Giroud, and that's what the, they'll try and they'll find out quickly that doesn't work. But little trivia: Can you name a Swansea midfielder not named Gilfie Sigurdsson right now? Leon Britton. Ugh. Jack Cork. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, that's my point. Yeah. It's it's, just, it's so bad at Swansea. Key? Does he play consistently? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on the field, at least. Wayne Routledge? It's such an anonymous group. It's awful. Uh, uh, Swansea have become, like, they, they used to be what Southampton are right now. You know, the, the team that was really smart with its with its yep. uh, academy, the, the, the players they brought in. It, 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 I mean, ever since Brendan Rodgers has left, can you imagine that sentence? Uh, they've just gotten a lot worse. Yeah, they have. It's too, I mean, they were okay last year. I mean, they were good last year. It, until they got to 40 points, and then they went to the beach. Yeah. That's traditionally what Swansea does. Yeah. Wilfred Boney replacement never worked out. Um, and well, they... Pelosi is there now. Right. Pelosi has been horrific until today. But, yeah, it's uh, it's ugly. Fantasy wise, it's really ugly. Yeah, and Fabianski made twelve saves today. I know it was funny to see the the yeah, tweets like, "Are they going to be able to hold them off?" And it's like, "No, Fabianski doesn't do. He doesn't hold anybody off. One will get in." That's <laughs> it. They, they they started giving points for people that only let up one goal because of yeah. Lucas Fabianski. Yeah, Luis Fag- Lucas Fabianski rule. All right, Stoke City right home against Newcastle. Newcastle, well rested. They are very well rested, and they needed every minute of it. Yeah, they've been terrible. Yeah, Mitrovic, I think, is out with a knee injury. Um, what was weird is I was reading whatever the local paper was that I was reading, maybe the Chronicle, about how he's out, and the article is about how Aozi Perez was saying he'll be able to step up and lead the lead the attack. And they went into all these other options, and not once mentioned Sedu Dumbia. <sighs> That's really disappointing, because yeah. I ranked Sedu Dumbia. <laughs> Well, he it seems like he should slot in there, but I don't know. It was, it was weird how his name was missing, but maybe you know, maybe he gets that start. I like the Stoke guys a ton. All right. No. It's sorry. My mic. My microphone went on mute. Um, my my initial reaction is, why did they bring him in? Dumbia. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I have no idea. He's better than all of them, not, yeah. not, not even by a short margin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's 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 baffling. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Maybe he starts. If if he, if I'll say maybe they're they're pulling the okie doke. They're, they're yeah. There they're, you go. They're they're hiding him, uh, but. We all know that Jorginho Wijnaldum, I didn't rank him because it's, he's up there on the road, so can't start him. Uh, and then they're playing against the Stoke City side. Do you think Jack Butlin's going to be worth it? I think – I feel like every time I 
get reacquainted with Jack Butland. He gives up eight goals, but uh, he's the only. I'm guessing he'll be the second most expensive uh, goalkeeper on the Wednesday slate behind Peter Check because of the matchup. I guess maybe De Gea will be ahead of him, so he might be able to find some savings there. But the Stoke back line, um, you know, they've got Phil Bardsley. Should that that's enough for you to to think maybe this isn't such a good unit right now? Just. It, 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 yeah, he, and he, you know he did he didn't do terribly. No, he, he well, got an assist. Um, Jeff Cameron at center back is pretty good. He was playing really well as a defensive midfielder, but um, he's there. He's now playing center back because Shawcross is out. I think there's a possibility Shawcross could play, but um, I, I doubt he starts. They're they're just so much better defensively when he's fit and starting. But remember, it's a windy Stoke day yeah. in March. Yeah, uh, that's uh, no team. No team's used to that. Yeah, and obviously, it's win all of them on the road. So no. Newcastle is just such an enigma up front, and we know what they are at the back. They're terrible. Yeah, but it's, it's Jan Martin guys. You wouldn't. And and and, and defense is so bad that you can't play Jan Martin because he doesn't get assists enough. Right. But it's it's such a quagmire up front for Newcastle. You just don't know what to do. And I think for me, if for me, it's Sado Dumbia. And if it and if he's not playing, I get nobody. Yeah. And in fact, I may even take some Stoke City guys yeah. on defense. This is a great Eric Peters game to me. Yep. Good call. I like him. All right. Uh, the other side of that Arsenal Manchester United game, uh, as I just said, Manchester United they are at home against Watford. A nice little stat that Arlo White threw out there that. I believe just was buried was that before today oh before today there were only 20 goals scored at Old Trafford in yeah. the Premier League. <laughs> that was a 20% increase 20 25% mm-hmm. increase sorry got there were five goals yeah and that's not like that's all goals right yeah it wasn't just that what they've scored <laughs> no 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 yeah all goals yeah it uh, they so Rashford is obviously the best forward this week, right? Can, can we can we talk about your ranking real quick? Because they haven't been released yet. You put Marcus Rashford number six. I did. Ahead of Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. Yeah, I did. Can we talk about that a little bit? <laughs> I think you might. I mean, Am I, I overreacting? I was, one, I was the one who was trying to juice the orange at the beginning of the season, uh, beginning of the calendar year. I think you've taken it a step too far. Um. Okay, that's fair. I think you've eviscerated the orange. It's it's back to back braces. I don't want to. You don't want to pick him when he's one done. Was against, one 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 was against. How did you pronounce it again? Midgieland. Midgieland. Perfect. All right. <laughs> one was against Midgieland, and the other one was impressive. I'm like, Rashford was impressive. Like, there's, there's no other way to put it. Against he was the best Arsenal. player on the field. There was a great moment. Did you see when he happened to take a shot in the junk? Yes, I did. <laughs> so I, so he's down on the ground. Nobody knows what's going on. And they show the replay. And was it Koscielny? Yeah, Koscielny was going for a ball. And he kicked the ball away. And on the follow-through, hit Rashford right in the nuts. <laughs> and Arlo White, there's like this pause. And all of a sudden, he goes, well, I think it's clear what just happened to, to the young man or something <laughs> like that. And I... I love that because and I tweet about it. like there's not there are very few things that I enjoy more while watching televised sports is announcers try to explain guys getting hit in the junk. 
And because there are some guys like, oh, that, that, that you know, that's going to hurt or like try to fi- figure out some name of, for what they're describing that they can use on television. Like, I love it. Yep. Masculine degeneration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to he's going to need to sit down for a few minutes and stuff like that. <laughs> My favorite is when they say, oh, he's going to need to catch his breath. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what he lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that a stomach well, uh, injury? No, no. He got hit in the nuts. Nope. Oh, it's it's a square. Gro- okay, anyway, uh, Arsenal- I think if uh, let me let me just, uh, I think I would put Harry Kane above Rashford if, um, they were playing at White Hart Lane, but they're not, so I didn't. Unbelievable. Okay, um, I I think that's absurd. Okay. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that own Marcus Rashford. Uh huh. Wednesday slate. I think a lot. Actually, you know what? Since he hasn't been priced yet, he may start. At like the five thousand range. No, 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 because he was on it. He was on it today. He was there today. He, oh, was, okay. um, he was on there today. I don't know what he was at. What he was, was today. He? Well, I guarantee you, it's going way up. But let, 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 let's take it from a fantasy perspective here. Watford are not are no slouches defensively. Yep. So, do you think that he's going to? He's not. If he gets a brace again, then kudos to him. I don't see that happening. No, I don't think he's going to score twice. But. Um... Do you think he's the number one threat? Yes. Yes, so, I do. You know, I think he's ranked, ahead of Memphis, and he's ahead of... And I, you ranked him above Igalo. I did. So you think he is a bigger threat than Igalo is? I do. This week, yes. Yes, I do. I can't wait until we do our Wednesday slate. If that was Anthony Martial doing that, where where would you have put him? I see he would be in that range, I see, right? I see. I see what you're doing, and you're put and you're putting this in a nice little trap for me. But I will. <laughs> I, I, what I will say is this: this is a this is a player in Rashford that other teams just have not seen him play. They just haven't. Okay. That they've gotten a little bit. I mean, it's it's just like a, a new hitter in baseball. Pitchers get the book on him. Okay. So it's it's one of those things where defenders just need to see, okay, this is what he does here. This is how they're using him here. Uh, and, and when they figure it out, they'll put the clamps down on him, and he'll have to – he's not the focal point that people are paying attention to. He just isn't. And he might be now, and we'll see what happens and see if that opens up a guy like Memphis, mm-hmm. which I think would be nice. Yeah. Find that you know Seeing that transfer finally come through. I'm not holding my breath on that one, at least in the short term. I, I just I think people are getting carried away with Rashford just a little bit. Okay. A little rash with Rashford. Okay. All right. Is there any other glaring thing you see in this in this matchup here? Like, would you take a guy like Nathan Ake in this matchup? No. You think Manchester United are going to score? Uh, I do. Yes. I think it'll be Marcus Rashford. Did, did we just go over that they had only twenty total goals goals were scored until yesterday? But that's until today. That's pre-Rashford. They scored three goals in every Premier League game he plays in. In a and repeat, he's a part of all of them. In a repeat of the Capital One Cup final, Liverpool are at home against Manchester City. Yeah, weird scheduling there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just happens to work out that yeah, way. Right? Um, this is this is not the first time that's happened, even with Liverpool. When Liverpool played. Uh, Chelsea in the mm-hmm. FA Cup final, they had to play again right afterwards. Right after, yeah. Chelsea won both times. Uh, Liverpool, Manchester City. You know who's starting so... to look good? Yaya, Yaya Torre. Torre. Yeah. 
especially in that Champions League game, he scored the most Yaya Torre goal I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He just kind of walked through two, three, two or three people and then got to the edge of the box and with his weak foot hit a blast yeah. that rolled right past the goalkeeper. I was going to say, I'm not and, sure he has a weak foot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And even when he was in celebration mode, he wasn't even breaking his original stride. Yeah. It was the same <laughs> speed. Totally it was right. just, just the same speed going through the entire way. Yep. It's, it, he's such... He's I mean, so speaking special of an when enigma, he wants to be. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I think he's going to do great in China next season. Uh, with Wayne Rooney. With that one last payday. Um, yeah. How great would he be in MLS, by the way? Yaya Torre? Yeah. Yeah, he would be. Play, playing for his player-like role model in Patrick Vieira at NYCFC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're a long way away from Yaya Torre playing there. Um, maybe next season after Lampard leaves. Um three DPs already there, right? Yeah, but Lampard's done after this season. Sorry, it's not an MLS pod. Uh who would you rather have, Torre or Coutinho? Torre. In Fills this game. That's what I meant. Fills up the stat sheet, Torre. I would argue that Coutinho shoots enough that he makes up for that. <laughs> Maybe I'd rather have Firmino than both. Okay. I don't think Firmino took a single shot today. I have to pull up my. That's okay. I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I have to. I have to. I have to. It also depends on what formation Liverpool use. Yeah. The I, if they do the whole two. If they if they do the Firmino behind Sturridge thing. Yes. I, uh, Firmino's I, worthless at that point, right? I I agree. But if he's up front, then I disagree. I think he's very useful. Yeah. I, the so he came off uh, in the 80th minute today, and Sturridge played the whole thing, which. Like I can't think of a dumber thing to do than to play Daniel Sturridge that much. Well, they're play- they're obviously saving Firmino for the li- for the Premier League fight that they're in. That's what I mean. Just so, kidding. It's not something's happening. Well, I I think they there was a thought that they need to save somebody, and so I wonder if Sturridge, like I wonder if Benteke will start. He didn't play at all today. Like we'll you see. can't you can't play Sturridge that much on a Sunday and play him again Wednesday. Probably not. Traditionally, that does not lead to good things. Not for him. Uh, but I think that... I fr- yeah. Frankly, after how much he played today, you can make the argument he shouldn't play next weekend either. <laughs> Liverpool need to know what they have in Daniel Sturridge because this summer is going to be where they decide yeah. what happens with yep. him. They, they either have to sign him long-term or they have to get rid of him. Yeah. And I, unfortunately for Daniel Sturridge, I think they're going to get rid of him and I don't think he's going to have many attractive offers. I bet he goes... Somewhere decent in England. That I don't know. That I don't know. Okay, let's get to our daily dose, shall we? Okay. All right. Uh, I, I wish we had theme music for it because then I can just hit the button and then there's music and then there's. You did audio. like a. You did. I know I've something done, like, previously. I, I, I yeah. Uh, well, let's if know. You find, if you find the tape on it, you can roll it back every time. Roll back that. Yeah. The DraftKings is doing one of their bigger contests. It's uh, the 25,000 corner kick special, five grand to the winner, $5 entry. So that's pretty nice because we don't see as much as they, there was all this talk that we were going to see significantly bigger um, tournaments because uh, once they open the UK office, but we haven't really seen it much, but that one's a, that one's a good one. And then they have a, for, they have a 20, the $27 Golden boot is 10K guaranteed, but yeah. 
Somebody's going to win five grand at least. Well, I don't think it'll be me. No, it's not us. So let's uh, get to our teams. All right. So goalkeeper, uh, not surprisingly, I took Fraser Forrester Mm -hmm. because he's not the most expensive goalkeeper. In fact, he's not even over 4,000. Yeah. I was surprised about that. A decent enough matchup. Uh, I took DeAndre Yedlin mm-hmm. at 2,400. I took Baba Rachman at 2,700. And I took Brian Oviedo at mm. 3,000. Yeah, Oviedo um, is just doing way too much to to skip at 3,000 if he starts. Um, I have Oviedo as well. I'm using basically a new strategy because I haven't been doing anything good lately. So um, I paid up in this part of the roster. Um, I paid 4400 for Casper Schmeichel, who's the top price goalkeeper. I paid 4800 for Christian Fuchs, who's the top price defender. Ooh. I paid oh, 40... That's one, of my loud, that's one of my loud size, by the way. I apologize. I paid 4300 for Cedric, and then three grand at Oviedo. It's a lot of money at defense. Um, yeah, it's... Yep. I I'm comfortable with the double digit points where, out of all where, of those guys before we get into the other positions where did you have to sacrifice money forward okay so let, let i think let's i'm start. done paying for forwards too but i'll get let's, to that point later let's start with your midfielders um i have five of them do you want all five now i have five as well all right let's just go through all of them i have uh mark Albrighton at okay. 6500 i think i will try to get some of the He's on free kicks now, which Mares is off now, so I'm, I like that a little more. I know I noticed that against yeah. Norwich because I was forced to watch Leicester Norwich because yeah. I instead of Chelsea Southampton, which anyway, yeah, uh, both were good games. Um, I have Robbie Brady at six thousand, uh, somebody who I haven't had in forever, and I was talking with Skylar Redpath this weekend because we were talking about lineups. He d- took Brady and he said you're guaranteed double digits. So that's what you pay for. So I paid I paid for it. Um, I paid 42 for Wabi Kazri, 3200 for Stephen Davis because he's on corners or he had he took them this weekend, and I paid five grand for Balassi who sent in eight crosses in 45 minutes. I have one I have one commonality. Great, and that's Kazri. Kazri, yeah. We we knew that was coming. Yep. Um, Here's where you're – so this is where you'll start to see a bunch of that Chelsea stack that I was referring to earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I have Oscar at 5,300, mm-hmm. Ross Barkley at 6,700, mm-hmm. Eden Hazard at 5,200, Cesc Fabregas at 5,600, and Wabi Kazri at 4,200. That's three midfielders for it, Chelsea. It shows you how poor Chelsea have been that all of those midfielders are in like the five All the prices start with five. Yeah. Um, I was also in a conversation this weekend about Hazard because everyone was like, oh, no, this is this is the one time you take him, 5,200. It's getting better. And I noted after 60 minutes, he had more fantasy points than every game since Boxing Day. And do you know how many points it was? Like six. Five. He finished with eight. I know. Um, Which is good for him. Right. That, that's my my. I think he's really finding himself in this goose hitting offense. I I agree with you, but the way his game is is not conducive to fantasy scoring unless he has, he's scoring. Well, he has to score. Right, he's an extremely I've been, I've been, goal dependent midfielder. I've been one of his biggest detractors 
and I understand. I, 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 I totally understand that perspective. It's just that if he, uh, he's one of those players that could have a gigantic day. See, I and nor and nor well and remember. Okay, what do you uh, what do you describe as a gigantic day? This is someone who can get two goals and an assist in, a, in the same day. Okay, so like a Marcus Rashford day. <laughs> trying not to have my loud size. Trying not to have the loud size. Um, okay. I knocked it right off. <laughs> I, I understand I, the I hazard. Asked, I asked this question to you on Twitter today. Who has been yeah. more disappointing this season? These were two players that were preseason one and two. Yep. Alexis Sanchez and Eden Hazard, which you correctly pointed out that, you know, Alexis Sanchez has stumbled into peripheral stat days. I think the other difference is that he never lost his starting job. And Hazard did. Yeah, it's... Well, we don't know how much of that was coach related versus just. Well, anything. I mean, if you if you produce, I understand. You... I understand. I understand. Yeah. But and Hazard, in at least the last three weeks, it's it's been such it it, 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 it it's a nice incremental improvement each week. I'm optimistic. Yeah, no, I hear that. I I think we're going to get to the point where we and were Norton's... earlier this season when Harry Kane didn't score until like October. Where it's like every week someone's like, this is the week for Kane, and then he didn't score, and then the next week, well, this is it. He's too he good for that. Yeah. We're, we've gotten there with Hazard. They're like, yes, of course and, he's going to score not, at some point. And I'm not saying he's definitely going to score, but he's having such an impact on getting – well, he, he will draw fouls. That's one thing he'll do for sure. Uh, and he's really starting to – to pass around and to move around more in the attacking third and Chelsea just in the attacking third more. And I anticipate they're going to be living in that attacking third at Norwich. Okay. I get it. Okay. My forwards. Cause we need to, we need to wrap up. We're up against it here. Uh, I have Diego Costa, mm-hmm. another Chelsea player, 7,000 and Max Gradle at half that. Wow. I mean, you know, you're going to have to take Gradle out, but you did that just in case. Oh, damn. Um, I, I, I I brought him up. Yeah. Yep. I am done paying for forwards. Yes. Um, please explain. I just don't. I, I would rather use the money to buy crosses elsewhere than to hope that Jamie Vardy doesn't not score. So here's uh. So this is something that we talked about at the beginning of the season when they. Well, sorry, not the beginning of the season when they changed the pricing, mm-hmm. crossing being so heavily weighted. Um, that now we are officially rooting for the wrong things. Yes. Um, the part, there was a Twitter conversation I saw this weekend, one of which was with, or Chris Mazzone was on, was in on it as well. Chris works for Mondo Goal, who used to work for DraftKings, and he was saying when they when they first started talking about uh, doing the, the stats for DraftKings, he was against doing crosses. And obviously he was overruled. Mondogol uses, or actually, Mondogol doesn't do it either, but Yahoo uses successful crosses. Which is fine. That's a good metric. That, right. I believe that's a good one. So, But DraftKings doesn't do it, and so we've got to go after the crosses. And with forwards, the, the yes, Romelu Lukaku has a higher chance of scoring than um, Shinji Okazaki, but 
I'd rather go into the weekend or I'd rather go into the day knowing that I have a base higher than I would without Lukaku. That with being able to have guys like Albrighton, Brady, Fuchs, and Cedric, who I know could those guys could combine for 50 crosses. I'd rather have that and hope to get a goal from the two guys I have in my lineup right now, Charlie Austin and Connor Wickham, after I blasted Wickham before, than to the hope that I can get three crosses out of Nathan Ake and pray that Romelu Lukaku scores. So I'm done. I, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the floor and hope that I, I mean it's the same hope. That's all it is, is hope that these guys are gonna score. And I'm gonna hope that Wickham and Austin score again. Uh, there, Wickham is at thirty eight hundred. Austin's at forty two. I actually have six hundred six hundred dollars left. Um, I thought about Benicophobi, but Fraser Forster scares me. Um, uh, I'm really looking at Jermaine Defoe. Do you have money left over? I have, yeah, I have six hundred bucks left over. As I go do I. I, have the, I, have the, I have the exact same amount left. Yeah. Over. So like, there are other forwards I can go with um, that again, have just as much of a chance to score as Diego Costa. Like, the problem I have with Costa is that they could win 6 nothing and he doesn't score. Not recently. Well, they're not... I mean... <laughs> it's <laughs> possible really. that they score three goals and he's not a part of any of them. Yeah, but he's been passing a lot, too. Anyway, it's, it's, been, it's been a very successful run for Chelsea and for Diego Costa. Yeah. This is mostly just an overreaction to me playing so poorly recently. Well, and no I to keep and, doing the same thing. And for some reason, I'm going all in on Chelsea so I can be ultimate really, really disappointed yeah. when they lose to Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But on that note, we need to end this episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For Andrew, I have been Mike, and we will talk to you to react in a few days from this game. We can get you set up for next weekend because right. there's just so much fixture congestion going on. All right, I'll talk to you then, Andrew. Yes, sir. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.